This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so it sounds like from all the things that we're hearing from both us and from what you guys have heard, looks like training camp is going to be back at St. John Fisher this year. Now, there are still some hoops to jump through, really, from both sides to make sure that this happens. Last year, I believe they signed a one-year extension, right, to go back. So it seems like that's going to kind of be the mold moving forward Are these maybe one-year extensions to keep going back. It seems like everybody loves it. You know, now that I have a child, I don't know if I'm going to love it as much as I have in the past, but we're going to have to make do. So, assuming they're back in Rochester, what are the things that people need to do when they come and visit? So, Dan, (laughs) so, you know, you got a guy who's coming up from Grand Island, okay? Let's say that they're bringing the kids, they're bringing the family. What are some things that are fun to do in Rochester that maybe aren't, like, the things that everybody talks about? Everybody talks about, okay, like, you go to training camp, and then, you know, this conversation also works for the PGA Championship. Because there's going to be a ton of people coming from Buffalo to Rochester for that. What are your favorite things to do? Okay, so I'll go first. I won't take the food element so Jenna can <laughs> talk about the food, okay? Yeah. Well, I'm going to play to to the girl dad card, okay? If you're coming up, families, anything like that, dad can go watch camp, bring the kids, things like that. But if they, they need to run around, get some energy out, go to the Strong Museum of Play. We have mm-hmm, a membership great. there with, with our kids. She goes there once a week, runs around, loves it. Something from literally three months old to eight years old, you're golden. So that that that, that would be my one thing to do um, is the Strong Museum of Play. Jenna, take them on the tour. I'll say this, the Genesee Brewhouse. I'll, I'm going to yes. give a pub to Jenny Beer. I'll say that. And then Jenna, take over. She's got a list. I think she's looking down at her list. I'm trying to find. Yeah, I did tweet out a list last year. I love... Uh, Checking out the restaurants, the food scene, the 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 alcohol scene at the bars as well, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But um, no, I would say like there's great. I mean, it's like Buffalo. There's great food here. There's plenty of options. Like there's just I would recommend Marge's, which is a place that a lot of the Bills reporters go to. It's right on the lake. It's beautiful. It's like tiki themed. It's really fun. Um, there's a place called radio social. That's also a great spot. There's bowling. There's a lot of indoor activities. Um, there's just, there's really great stuff. Jenny brew house is great. I love K2 brewing uh, strange bird. Like there's so many spots, uh, dinner. Good luck is really great. Highly recommend Nosh, uh, Fiamma. There's just, I would say if you're coming to Rochester, 
to check out the uh, public market as well. It's on Saturdays. I believe it's on Thursdays as well, but they have a bunch of like local vendors. You can kind of go grab a bite to eat. Um, and if you're coming to camp on a Wednesday, they do at the local public market, they do food truck rodeo. So all the food trucks in town come in. It's really fun. There's live music. It's just, um, it's a great time. I, I am not from Western New York. I grew up in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs, but I've now lived in Rochester for longer than I care to admit. Uh, but at the same point, I just feel like similar to Buffalo, it's just a great community and people, as soon as it's nice out, it's like everyone's doing as much outside as possible and there's great food and great people and great just opportunities kind of check it out. So I also recommend walking down Park Ave, grabbing a coffee and just kind of checking that out as well. Mike, wow. is there anything they didn't yeah. mention besides no. maybe trying to take a picture with Mike Catalano while you're in Rochester? Yeah, yeah that oh, that'll be the highlight of your trip. Um, <laughs> I will tell you this. Oak Hill is right there. Uh, Fisher's right around. So they're right around the corner from each other. Pittsburgh's a really nice place to live. All right, don't nobody from Pittsburgh hears me say this. Um, I think the canal area of Pittsburgh is eh, okay. It's fine. If you want to go walk up and down the canal there, go to Fairport. I think it's way cooler there. There are some great places to hang out. Um, I think Iron Smoke Distillery, Tommy Burnett owns that place, is great right there in Fairport. But there is, I think the canal area right there is the the best place if you're going to hang out, walk along the water. you got some time, great places to eat. So it's right down the road. Yeah. I mean, it's it's 10 minutes from Fisher. Okay. You're right there. Uh, think Fairport. Uh, Pittsburgh's nice. There's some nice little spots there, but I like the canal live music playing in the evenings. I think that's the place to go. I have also, never how- in my, I've never in my life been to Fairport. Oh, it's yeah. really we'll cute. Go. I don't even, I don't even know where Fairport is. It's like, it's, I'd say not even 10. It's yeah. not even 10 minutes. Is Just, that a separate school district? So like, oh, Fairport, yeah. okay, so yeah. Fairport has its own like high school and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty big district. Yep. Yeah. So okay. I'll say this. We talked right now. Jenna hit nearly every food place in Rochester. Yes. Sorry, I get mention, excited. And we didn't mention Pittsburgh Dairy. So take your kids. Oh, yeah, go yeah, get yeah. the ice cream and the chocolate milk at Pittsburgh Dairy. It is yeah. right by Fisher. Um, Absolutely. That is a must if you're going with a family to get ice cream from Pittsburgh Dairy. You know this will, uh, you might wait in line at Pittsburgh Dairy, but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. I know this is a football podcast, but we're a month and a half away from the PGA. How is the community kind of getting ready for it? I'm I'm really, really excited. It's um, you know, we've had so many of these here that it's it's not taken for granted. People are excited. But I will tell you this the footprint of the PGA is I didn't think it could get much bigger than it was in 13. It's crazy. It is a city that has taken over Oak Hill Country Club when you go there. By the way, it's open. I think it's going to be the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which the Sunday I think is Mother's Day, before the tournament, for people to go in. It's it's basically a chance to go in the merchandise tent and get your stuff <laughs> early. And they do that now. They call it like tournament days or something. If there's a phrase they use for it. Um, I think there's a lot of excitement. I think this being um, Masters Week, it's interesting with the live guys and the um, mm-hmm. in the PGA guys because some of those guys, it's funny. I was thinking of how Fred Couples just went after Mickelson 
in a in a thing he did the other day. And I remember the two of them sitting at the podium laughing and joking together back at Ryder Cup days. So these guys have had a lot of history at Oak Hill. Um, but I think it's going to be a spectacular event. As long as the weather holds up and it's May, you guys all know, in western New York, it'll be cool in the mornings. But if the weather holds up, it's going to be – I think people are very excited to see everybody back. This is the one thing I'm hoping for, okay? I know you go to cover sporting events. You really can't have any bias. You don't – you know, you're there to cover the event. I am just hoping that a legitimate PGA Tour player yes. wins this tournament. Yes. I think for the sake of Oak Hill, I think for the sake of the PGA Championship – they don't want another Jason Duffner or Sean McKeel to win. Uh, like I'm not please. saying I'm not saying Tiger needs to win or even Justin Thomas or Rory. But what about like somebody who's a little bit closer to that oh. tier than those yeah. middle range guys? Oh, Jenna, I'm gonna, I, I know you're going to say I just you are so right. Jason Duffner played great that week. Sean McKeel, nice man. Nobody pays any attention. I you know. They've had champions, great champions back. I mean, Curtis Strange, it was back-to-back when he won the Open. That was in 1989. Before that, you had Nicholas in 80 and Lee Trevino, who was a nobody when he won in 1968 here. The champions have not been like, you know, there's no Phil, no Tiger, none of those guys. You are 100% right. Uh, It'll be interesting if it's a name that's a live guy (laughs) who wins it too, but I think they really want a name. I think you're right. I think they would really like to see one of those guys win the tournament. Is there anything you guys want to say before we leave and we say goodbye? Could I pose one question to all of us? I don't mean to hijack the pod, Bove. <laughs> no, you're you're a guest host. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> we, we're recording this on April 4th um, in the morning. Right now, what is your biggest worry about this Bills team right now? They can address it. Maybe you're afraid they won't, but I'll go, Bove, you go first, and then we'll kick it around the can. Your biggest worry about this team as it stands right now. I think my biggest concern is that even though I think the Bills are a little bit better now than they were a couple months ago, I think other teams in the division and in the conference have taken bigger steps than they've taken, and I never feel like you want to be the team that's playing catch-up. I still think because you have Josh Allen, you have a chance, but I don't think they've done enough offensively to be one of those teams that is going to be feared. I think that you fear Josh Allen, you fear Stefan Diggs, After that, you're paying attention to Gabe Davis. You're paying attention to Dawson Knox, but you're not shaking with those other secondary options. So for me, if they do not go out and get another legitimate weapon, whether that's a wide receiver, running back, or tight end, then I think the division is going to be a lot tougher of a battle than maybe some Bills fans think it will be. Jana, or is it me? Uh, You can go, Mike. Um, Offensive line. Start to finish. That's the, the the football big picture for me. It's got to be better. And it leads to every other part. Josh Allen's too good. These guys got to step up for him or somebody else has to step in. And some of that's on Aaron Cromer. I know he's had success in this league. He had a little bit of success when he was here before. Um, they've got to be better. I think it was a weak link last year and it's got to be better. Okay. I will say I have a concern about uh, Sean McDermott calling the defense considering there's just so much already on his plate. So that is something that I am concerned about, but I would say my biggest worry is that the bills will not do enough in the off season and it'll be essentially run it back with Allen having to do everything and be, you know, incredible on third down and just have to play 
essentially, you know, try, try and do and will his offense himself. So uh, getting more weapons, all those things. But I will say I am concerned about McDermott calling the defense. Obviously he has a ton of experience doing that, but I just think that is so much responsibility on a guy already. Um, Mike talks about it. It's the control aspect, which I get why he wants that control. Um, but I don't know if that's always the best thing. I agree with you to an extent, but I also think he's probably been significantly more involved in the defense over the last couple of years than we ever even knew. And that's why I think it's going to be a transition. But I also think that there's untapped potential for this team with him calling the defense, because for some reason, I don't know why, I just trust him. And I almost love the accountability that's going to come with that of like, if the defense isn't good, it is now on you. It is not cool. on anybody else anymore. I kind of yeah. love that. I, I, I agree with you, like having that responsibility, all that stuff, but like, Bobe, what happens if it's not good? I'm not saying it will be, but I'm saying what happened? Like, how does that go score 40 points a game? Yeah. I could give a crap. I mean, the Eagles had an amazing defense. Look what happened in the Super Bowl. I agree. But that's if the offense is able to pull it together, which there are concerns because of what we've seen from Ken Dorsey and, you know, will this team be able to take another step down the line? We have this, I mean, we, we talk about expectations all the time, but like we have always consistently moved the goalpost back on what this team can do. And, mm-hmm. you know, this past season, did it lo- live up to that? I don't know. Um, but this is a fundamental moment in the process and in Josh Allen's career, this season coming up. So there, there are just concerns. Very fair. All right. Dan, tell everybody where they can follow all of your guys' stuff. Oh, wait, I want to say my biggest concern because this is like the yeah. whole point of why I asked the question. Oh, oh yeah, you get to do oh, that. You get to go do ahead. that. He's got something teed up. Well, no, it's it's Jenna <laughs> talking about the, the concern with Sean McDermott. I really don't think the defense is going to look all that much different because I think, like Beauvais said, I think McDermott did have his hand and it was a collective defense. If Sean McDermott didn't like what Leslie Frazier was calling or things like that, he would have changed it. He didn't. So I think it's going to look very similar to some respects. I have massive concerns, massive concerns about Ken Dorsey. I didn't like it last year. I said on our podcast, it was like giving the keys to a Corvette to a guy with a learner's permit. I have massive concerns about the fact that Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie developed under one offensive coordinator And I don't believe that all of a sudden they just got bad at football all of a sudden. I think it's a lot about putting, I think Dorsey struggled at putting players in positions to be successful. And that's where you saw the frustration where Stefan Diggs, when he finally talked and he did his Super Bowl row and he talked to all the media people about his outbursts in Cincinnati against Cincinnati in the playoffs. And he said, it wasn't that one game. And that worries me that it nine games, they struggled. I know Josh Allen's elbow was a little bit injured, but nine games, I don't think Ken Dorsey made enough adjustments. Now there's more film about what he has done and what he didn't do. And while everybody's all excited about what Deontay Hardy and all these guys can bring, the biggest concern is he may be great, but can Ken Dorsey put these guys in position? And that is my biggest worry because you can, you can, the Jenna and Bove, your point about adding all these weapons, there's one guy calling the plays. And that concerns me because I don't know if Ken Dorsey's the guy. Really suck the and, fun out of the ending of the podcast. Yeah, eh, Dan? No, Dan <laughs> All right. And to answer your question of Dan, uh, the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, we have content up there basically anytime. Uh, you can check that out. And then it's uh, our our merchandise is uh, buffaloplusstore.com, right? You can uh, check that out. 
And uh, yes, and yours is on the way. I, I must be, I, I don't know. How did you send it? Pony Express? How did we send it yeah. up there to Buffalo? You know, you know, I think things have a hard time getting to Grand Island because of the force <laughs> fields that's across, you know, over the island. You really got to, you know, you've got to be, you got to be able to penetrate yourself into Grand Island. Somebody told me once Grand Island is like Wakanda. So I guess it must have just not <laughs> made it through that or something. So yeah, I, I'm waiting. I'll see All it. Right, and it's coming. What, well, I see you guys. What is your draft plan? Are you guys going to the draft? Are you st- coming to Orchard Park? What are you planning on doing? It will be Orchard Park this year. Okay. We've yeah. seen enough of Kansas City, and I'm sure they're going to do a nice job out there, but like, yeah, enough. We got to no, go back again this year. Not much actually happens at the draft itself. It's, it's anyway. a lot of, it's, yeah, it's great for fans in, in the right setting. Like, it should be in Nashville every year. Yeah. In my opinion, that was fun. It's awesome in Nashville. Um, in the right setting, it's great. Uh, but we'll be in uh, Orchard Park for getting the reaction uh, for what happens on draft night. Marge is the second best bar on the planet. The first bar on the, the best bar in the world, Tootsie's in Nashville. <laughs> and Tootsie's. Tootsie's is just a place. We'll end on that. All right. For Jenna Cottrell, <laughs> for Mike Catalano, for Dan Fates, I am Matt Bovee. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, as always. Probably the next time you hear from us, Capaccio will be back. But thank you to Jenna, Mike, and Dan for joining us this time. Have a great week, everybody.